0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our Great listeners, especially our service movement out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors. We're Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive through at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo and Tupelo. It'd be weird if Brupolo was in Port Gibson. We got a complaint about me doing that, by the way, from one of those uh, the fake accounts. The, the guys that pretend yeah, to all, be middle aged. All friends age with man. the Coulomb family. Yes, they, yes, yes those guys. So. Um, thanks so, for listening, us. Thanks for listening, but your opinion means less than nothing. That being mm. said, if you do want to buy some coffee, if you're not living here in Starkville or in Tupelo, you can always go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee machine is on your kitchen counter, they got you taken care of at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find Mississippi State merchandise that you can't really find anywhere else. It's got the biggest and best selection in central Mississippi. So why would you not shop there? Two locations to serve you. They're in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. It's Wing Wednesday, I believe, at Humble Taco. And You know, we talk about the tacos all the time. But, man, they're Mexican-smoked wings. So good and, different. again, something that's just different than you're going to get anywhere else. You want to go try that out. Head over to Humble Taco, grab a margarita, grab some wings, grab a couple of tacos, and, man, that is a meal that will set you right. When you're looking for an easy solution for lunch, man, Firehouse Subs is the way to go. They've got locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Madison, and Flowood, so there's always one nearby. And if you're using the Firehouse Subs app, that means you are piling up reward points every single time you order. I can't stress enough, by the way, guys, follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter, they are always doing deals on their app. They're putting out promo codes and stuff like that. So if you follow along with them, you can be getting even better deals than you're getting right now when you use the Firehouse Subs app. Robbie Falk, it is Rumblings Wednesday. There are going to be some rumblings about Mississippi State if they can't hold on to this narrow lead. As we're, as we're starting to record here, 2-1 in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, State three outs away from a win, but not a very impressive win. This team's not right, Bobby. Bobby. No. Bobby. Bobby. But- Bobby. Bobby? You know what? That's exactly what we are just saying. That boy's not right. <laughs> no, they're really not.
1: They can't – I mean, the, the guy that started today is throwing 74 from the left side. It's not like it, you know, was just an unhittable pitch. It was just kind of hanging in there. The breaking ball wasn't great, and they just could not hit it. Luckily, right now, they have a lead, but who knows if that's going to stay. I mean, they, they got to get it together quick. I mean, really quick. No disrespect to Grambling, but Mississippi State should not be struggling to hit this pitching. No, I agree. And uh, I agree. I It's not just Grambling. They, they struggled to hit 86, 87 consistently, mm-hmm. and they're struggling to catch up with it. you got Southern Miss, who's, who's going to have a really good team. This is going to be one of the better non-conference teams you play this year coming up on Wednesday. you got to go to Tulane. That's a team that can sweep you, let's just yeah. be honest. And then you play a top-20 team in Texas Tech. So – State better figure it out quickly and cut out the the rolled-over ground balls, the lazy fly balls, the pop-ups, or this team's going to be really deep in a hole heading into conference play. I still think this offense is going to be good, but you just hope that it, that you can stay alive to the point where you're not having to win 20-plus games in SEC play to host. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, it's it, it could be real trouble
0: for Mississippi State during the stretch and this is the stretch they have to get through i'm gonna laugh if they get the sec play and start seeing 91 92 when they're just barreling up on that it's like oh we're just I, we're just trying to figure that out i can i completely expect that to happen i really do
1: that's what i'm saying i just you, you hope that 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 you're not in too deep of a hole here that
0: you know it's going to be too late
1: yeah
0: all right well let's jump into the rumblings then uh, we got some great questions here. As always, we appreciate you guys uh, taking care of us with, with the questions. We'll start with Jay Henry, who wants to know, if we were a dessert, so if I was a dessert, if you were a dessert, what dessert would you be? I, Robbie, i got to think that I'm like a big chocolate cake, right? I mean, don't, don't I need to be like the, the, the most big, basic dessert there is? Sure. I, I mean, I want to be a fruitcake, because so I don't want anyone to eat me.
1: <clears throat>
0: Just let me rot in the refrigerator. You know, somebody with a dirty mind like me. Well, there's a lot I going mean, on in what you just said.
1: Uh, a lot well, going yeah, I guess on. I guess, so, at that. I guess so. Yes, sir. Take away the dirty mind that you have. And and I, get, I get your point. I don't want,
0: you just I don't, don't sit want the can. Yes, that's correct. For eternity. All right.
1: It's uh, 2022,
0: Brian. Hey, man. I'm just saying. Brogan Fairchild wants to know, what's more nerve-wracking than driving your first kid home from the hospital? Not much. Especially if you live in I met- a big city. I, you know, our first kid, we lived in Memphis. We had to go across, like, interstates. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I just get. I mean, mine was a pretty simple trip. I got off the OCH Hospital Road. Yeah. Got on, one, got on uh, 12 uh, – well, not it wasn't 12. It was uh, – what's the road where – the intersection to, it's not 182 it's the the one by where your wife works oh one, uh, 389
0: 389
1: yeah there you go um and then got on 82 and went home on the highway so but it was still incredibly nerve-wracking
0: there's no doubt yeah and what's funny is and you obviously you don't know this but with the second kid it's just like oh, we're just going home yeah yeah there's nothing to it uh, yeah,
1: that, and another another thing that was nerve-wracking about having a child is just making sure they're they're breathing during the night. Like, you have to check. Yeah. I just check. you know, I had that just sinking feeling what if she rolled over?
0: Yeah. You know, or something. I mean, it was just it not was
1: terrifying. Terrifying yeah.
0: time. Yeah. Every every moment until they're sort of able to like move around a little bit is a moment where they could die. You have to be you have, right. you have to be vigilant. If you could choose one wrestler, past or present, to represent Mississippi State and one for Ole Miss, who would you pick and what kind of match would it be? This is a really easy question, but there's two possible scenarios for me. Ole Miss is MJF. Okay, you can make that work. Okay, we can do three. Who who represents state in that situation? Uh somebody blue collar. Somebody that's Moxley, yeah, could be Moxley. So obviously Ruck for me, and Triple H versus Stone Cold, or Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. Okay, those are the ones. the 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 rich guy, silver spoon in his mouth, versus the common man. Okay, that I, me, I just feel like MJF, his personality
1: fits. It's very what old we old. see out of an Ole Miss fan.
0: If his name yeah, was not really Friedman Maxwell, it would definitely fit.
1: He hasn't really done anything yet, but it he, he says that he's better than you. Mm-hmm. But there, there really has – I mean, he hasn't won a world title. That's the point. Yeah. He's, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, yeah. he fits. He, he says bet, that he's better than you, but he hasn't done anything. Exactly. That is my point. That's why I think he, his personality fits. Ric Flair was the man. he was Rick the Flair man. was the 16, 17-time world champion, whatever. Yeah. Um, the Rock was the greatest sports entertainment in the world. Ole Miss is a hype machine. Ole Miss
0: says it's better than you. Yeah. But they're not really. I like, I like where you're going with that. Okay. Uh, Colton Watson, who uh, basically admitted to being the cheese fry guy. Uh, That's fine. M- more concerning, the bullpen and the lack of hitting. Big three were 0 for 11 on Saturday. Is that right? I thought Hancock had a couple of hits on Saturday. Uh, Hancock did have a
1: couple of hits. He had a double and a home run. I th- No, that was Sun. Was that Sunday? That was Saturday. No, he had he had a
0: couple of hits Sunday too. But he had a couple He had a couple hits on, on on Saturday. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, uh, I, I'm not concerned. We're we not counting him as big three.
1: I mean, the only reason I'm concerned with hitting right now is I feel like they need to carry Mississippi State here to get them through the stretch, because I I, th- I really believe that the hitting's going to come from Mississippi State. I. I find it almost impossible for this team to just be awful at the plate all year long. I just don't think that's going to happen. I agree. But I agree. the bullpen does concern me. I, I just don't see enough people there. Now, Parker Stinnett, and this is grambling, but Parker Stinnett has kind of found it a little bit in this game and is pitching pretty well here uh, down the stretch. He's he's struck out a couple more. He's got one out to go. And that that would be a really good development if you could get Parker to be a really good bullpen guy. I mean, he has seven strikeouts and three and two thirds. That's good. One walk, got around those two hits. They need guys like that to, to step up because there's just not enough. Um, but bullpen would,
0: would definitely be my answer for
1: that. I
0: agree. Uh, the Maroon Mike podcast, not a question, but it's honored and shocked that you recognize Colton's affiliation with his account. Colton, it's right there in the Twitter bio. It says, says your name. I didn't have to, to do a whole ton of research on that.
1: And it was pretty clear like when you saw yeah. like every single time those, those wow. two accounts would do back-to-back. He struck out the side, Robbie. So
0: he struck out eight in three in what? Two, three, four, th- innings. Uh, four innings. Four innings, he struck out eight. Pretty good. I mean, the first two batters he, he saw, he gave up a hit. And well, then he uh, really settled down. So that's a good outing for Stinnett. Hopefully, like you said, some confidence can come out of that. And I, I think – let's see –
1: Okay, The last two innings he struck out, five out of yeah. six. Yeah, pretty good. So he, he, I mean, and like I said, it's grambling, but hmm. to come in there and command and like that was, was good for him. Yeah.
0: All right, here's the questions, though. I feel like Doug Novak isn't the leading candidate, and with the transfer portal the way it is and the core players we could have returning next year, is player interest a factor in the hire? So the fact that it seems like – it does seem like the players would like Novak to be uh, promoted. I assume that it's a small factor, but it can't be the determining factor. Yes.
1: I, and we had a discussion about this on the board today. And by the way, I've got some good um, intel over you there on our site to check out. I got a, a couple of notes. Let me read it the gathered... Podcast, or no, I'm just kidding. No, oh, let's not. Um, but we had a, a conversation about that. And, you know, some people think that you shouldn't take that into consideration. I disagree with that. I don't think that should be a reason that you hire somebody, but I do think that you should, that should be a, a, f- a factor in some instances, you know, and, and I think the same way about f- fan interest is a fan behind this coach. Does a fan want this coach? I think, I think that should be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in this in this case, this could be a pretty big deal. Um, if you keep Doug Novak, you keep together most of this team. I feel like Anastasia Hayes returns. I feel really good that Maya Taylor returns. Mm-hmm. Um, Ja'Kayla Jordan, players like that. You lose Doug Novak, a couple of those players transfer, that turns into a snowball effect, and you lose most of this team. Well, then whoever you hire comes in and has in, is having to completely rebuild a roster. Um, and that could be very difficult to, to put back together. So I do think that that should factor in. I do think it is factoring in to a certain extent. I think that John Cohen is considering that, um, but also you have to consider the fact that a new coach comes in here and convinces those players to stay anyway. Yeah. So I don't think it's a, an end-all, be-all. I agree. But I, I think it is important for Mississippi
0: State to keep most of this team together next year. All right. Tim Watley has a soccer question for me if you want to mute he wants me to oh. rank the bad. The Lukaku goal that VR, VAR hardly looked at, the no red card decision for Nabi Keita or Kepa's penalty. Kepa's penalty is obviously the worst. I mean, with the game on the line, he skied it into the upper deck of Wembley Stadium. The Lukaku goal, your arm can't be off sides. You can't score with your hand. You can't score with your arm. It can't be offsides. He's not offsides there. It's crap. The red card, the no red card was that. Robbie he kicked the guy, went in studs first to one of our defenders' groin. And All I right. bet that guy fell down and faked his death for the next five minutes. Let me kick you in, in the groin with a pair of, of soccer cleats on. And let's see if you fake your death, you'll be actually begging for it at that point. It was that was a bad, bad miss. I, I can't believe there wasn't a red card on that. So, well, I agree with your answers. All right. Thank you. Malfunction Junction, an actual traffic stop. Yeah. Uh, i got a question here. Underwhelmed by the hump renovation, spending $50 million to go from the 11th to the 8th best arena in the SEC. With what we have in the left field Lounge, the rumored hotel and in-game tailgating at Davis Wade Stadium, do you think we're missing an opportunity to build a new arena that offers a unique fan experience? What do you think? Um, I
1: just I think that building a new arena is going to be a massive cost. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And it's, and it's going to be very It's probably double do. What's what the, you're paying right now. And what, what's the, where, where do you build it? Do you tear down the hump? That's, I mean, that's going to be tough to to turn around and play games in. You know, I don't really know where they would build it. One, one thing that, that really struck me when Cohen was talking about that was, you know, how he talked to the, the architects and the engineers about the bowl and how great that was and how great of, you know, a seating arrangement that was. And they said, if we do build a new arena, you should do it like this anyway. So keeping the bowl together and the structure of the hump is still really good. Um, but I, I think that you, I think you can renovate it and, and, and really modernize it and make it a, a really good arena for several more years. Also, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of confused about the comments that Cohen said when he talked about You know, walking through the concourse and being able to see the court Mm -hmm. and the in the um, the renderings, it it doesn't really look like that's the case. But so I'm wondering if those renderings are up or completely up to date or because from what I could understand, it's going to be, you know, you walk throughout the concourse and you can see right through because right now they have all that concrete in the way where all the, the upper deck is and and those sections and all. So, you know, is it going to be – are they going to try to open that up a little bit and have more of an open concept, or is it just one section that has the opening? Like, what is the – what's the setup? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. No, if they, if that they that said, have, like, more open concept, mm-hmm. that would be a really cool venue. I just don't know how that would work with the upper deck and all. That
0: said, you know, for me, from day one, I've said build a new arena. I don't know how you re-renovate and get the same kind of situation – that Ole Miss has with the pavilion that Auburn has with their arena, I feel like you need a new arena. But this is the route they're going to go. We'll we'll see how. Well, it,
1: I, I think it can be closer to Auburn. Actually, Auburn is is uh, they kind of downgraded a little bit. They took away some of their their seats, that yeah. they had, and it's not a
0: huge arena. It's I mean no. it's not, well, but it's it, but it, it is, it's really nice, is what I'm saying. I, and I just don't I don't know if you're going to have that same. Like, is I it going to feel that. new? That, that, this is one of, you know, let me, let me make this analogy. You know, for a long time, remember they used the McDonald's on 12 that used to be on the other side of the street? Yes. Like five or six restaurants went in there and they all failed. And I've always thought the reason they failed was they didn't knock down the building and start over. So even though it was, it was a McDonald's place, right, there was a time where it was like, it was like a fine dining steakhouse. But you walked in and you're like, I'm at McDonald's, <laughs> and and I wonder if it's going to be something similar. Like that. It's like, does is it going to feel new? So I, that's my concern. We'll see what. I happens.
1: think it will because I think they're going to gut out the concourse, and I think it'll. I think it will feel new. I think we'll see. I think people will be pleased with it when they see it. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, here's this guy Charlie Wilson who doesn't like the whatever. Your fake account. Fake news. Justin Strawn. At a reasonable 9:25 p.m. When are people going to stop ha- trying to ha- hire Art Briles? This has to be the last straw, right? The guy yeah. is radioactive. You cannot hire Art Briles, no matter what your job is. If
1: Grambling's like with Hugh Jackson, who just came out and basically admitted to tax fraud, has has said, "Hey, we can't hire this guy." Yeah, I don't think he's going to get any kind of major. I mean, he might he might go to you know, Norfolk state or something. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, think I don't he, think he, he, he will, will, but to retire you know, th- and call the career. If he does, it's, it's going to have to be some, he's going to have to be like mill saps. Like he's going to have to make a run, like, like, uh, how mummy did or something. I, I, I don't think I, I there's a place don't. for him anymore. I don't either.
0: Uh, let's see here. What is my, what is your favorite moment from a Batman movie? Uh, um,
1: when the Joker started dancing to party man.
0: <laughs> That's a great one. That's a yeah. very good one.
1: Either like that, that, either that or, um, whenever Robin saves Batman out of the, the grain or whatever it was. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Batman forever. Was it Batman forever? Yeah. Yeah. Robin like pulls him out of the grain. Yes. Like I, as a kid, I just thought that was so awesome. Yeah. I get that. Um,
0: the whole, that whole scene from the first one you mentioned where he's like, why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those things? <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Uh, the, the, the scene in the Dark Knight, the, the interrogation scene, I can quote the Joker's monologue in that uh, and I believe it to be true very, very much. I mean, look at, look at how we acted during the start of the pandemic. Um, but, and this is, it's so kind of weird, right? But the last scene of Batman Forever is they, they like they go to black and then the batch signal shines and Batman and Robin run out of opposite sides and start running towards the camera. I don't yes. know what it is about that, but that is an awesome, awesome, awesome. I movie. Always loved that. Love watching.
1: I, I know you're. I know you're not as big of a fan as I am with like Batman and
0: Robin and Batman Forever and all that stuff. Batman and Robin is terrible. Batman Forever is a great movie. I love. I, I like. I'll that. stand for Batman Forever.
1: But I, I liked that. I liked that era. Of, uh, of uh, it's Batman. Just, it's just, it was just, that's my childhood. That yeah, was my, I, I get it. Well, you know, Batman, the, Batman Robin's so bad. The first Batman was really my childhood because that was like what, yeah. like 93? No, uh, no, 90. Was it 90? Okay. Yeah. So that's, those are the, that's the first Batman that I remember. Yeah. But, you know, being like seven, eight, nine years old and watching Batman forever, like this, yeah. that's my
0: childhood. The best Batman is really the Batman, Batman the animated series. That's, that's good stuff. It is good. Yeah. Have how weird all those is
1: it? on HBO now?
0: Yeah, how weird is it going to be to not see the Riddler in some sort of leotard? It's true. I'm excited for this version of the Riddler. <laughs> you got anything to say to that? Nothing. No? no, but I love Jim Carrey as the. Riddler. I do love Jim Carrey, and I loved. Uh, is it Frank Gorshin as the? Uh, is that his name? The old, the old Riddler. The old Riddler from. Yeah, uh, yeah. Adam West days. Back in the day, love it. But yes, Adam West. This, this concept of the Riddler as like this jigsaw serial killer. I'm I, you, you've got my interest. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that. I'll be there Saturday. Uh, let's see. Here. Norm asked if either one of us are coming for Texas Tech. I am not. Are you? I don't think so. Um, I
1: was going to, but I don't think I'm going to make it down. I got you.
0: Uh, Jay in Baltimore. So he's going to go with a non-question non-baseball question this week once the spot hopes it sparks a big fire on the field I change it up a little bit best way to cook a pork chop grilled pan seared oven crock pot what do you say <sighs> a skillet is really good so yeah
1: cook it like a i skin. actually had i actually had um skillet pork chop last night yeah um but you know you just you just can't really go wrong. With it's good, good on the pork chop. Yeah. The grill is really good, but baked pork um, chops can be good
0: too. just Baking them in the oven. So, what's your favorite side with a pork chop? My favorite side with a pork chop is my favorite side with everything: macaroni and cheese. Okay, mine's white rice. Love r- rice and gravy, or just white. Yes, rice? yeah, that's what I
1: had last night. Becky, mm. Becky, fix pork chops, mm. rice and gravy. That's but when good. I was a kid, that's what I as a kid. My granddad. When I would go to his house for supper, we would eat a uh, pork chop and uh, white rice and a roll. And oh, that's a fine. So that is supper. that is probably my favorite meal. So like when we got iced in last year, I wanted pork chop, white rice, and a roll. And yeah. I I fix it up, and it it just felt like childhood again. Yeah. Like but it's first. A butter, it's a ton of butter in there. Yeah. Rice. I mean, uh, salt and pepper. That's
0: all I need. There you go. But first, supper. That's right. Uh, Justin Holiday asks, This is my first attempt at the rumblings. Hope I don't break any rules. Looks like you did good, Justin. When talking about basketball greats, why is Mario Austin never brought up, or was he not as good as I remember as a kid? No, you're you're right. Mario Austin has become an underrated player for Mississippi State. People forget about him. I think it's because right after he left, they turned into the SEC champions. Yes. But he was great.
1: Oh, he, I loved Mario Austin. He's that um, 2004 2005 team mm-hmm. steals those early 2000 teams thunder. Yeah. That o one o two o one o two team
0: fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah. They, they um that's the team that won the SEC tournament, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the start of Mississippi State making that climb. Yeah, under Rick Stansbury. You know, the year before, I think they went to the NIT. Might have lost to Tulsa is that right yeah
0: that's the Tulsa yeah they were um and Dermen, that was kind of the, had the buzzer beater they got called wrong that's down. right
1: that was kind of the start there and a lot of those guys returned the next season and really took that next step that was a blue-collar team you had Markel Patterson and Michael Gohler uh, Michael Gohler Michael Ignerski yeah the chief that was a that was a really fun team to watch and Mario Austin, who he was, was like a, it was an all-american coming out of high school I mean that was a big-time recruit for rick stansbury also
0: he set the stage for the stansbury godfrey rivalry he's the reason yes he did mario austin was the best passer as a big man i ever saw at mississippi state
1: i just loved his great his his footwork too
0: yeah his post moves
1: in the in the post he was just so much fun to watch and he was good that one time when he shot a three too against kentucky Yeah. yeah that was a that was an incredible game but yeah I love Mario Austin. I still have a shirt signed by Mario Austin and Timmy Bowers from basketball camp when I was in fifth grade. Um, so I, you know, I stand for Mario Austin
0: over here. Yeah. No, you're right, and, Jay, and uh, so is Justin. Justin's right. Andy Atkinson, the enforcer, double A, is wrecking ball Lagurski a hero for what he did to Brandon Walker? If you have not seen this video, <laughs> I, I highly suggest you find it on Twitter. I retweeted it. Josh, Josh Pate, you know, my, my buddy Josh yeah. Pate, he,
1: he said it perfectly. The guy in the black singlet is America. He picked up Brandon Walker and slammed him, and the whole earth shook.
0: So it's like Andre the told, Giant. And you can guess who my source is on this. They wanted to do world's strongest slam, and Brandon said, <laughs> He said he didn't have any faith in that. So the next question is, what move should he take next? I texted Brandon, I was like, What they couldn't put you in the doomsday device? Oh God! I said either that or 3D. That's what I want to see. They would they would have shattered that ring. I want a 3D Brandon Walker through a table. Get Bubba
1: Ray and Devon on the phone. A 3D would have been like when when was it Brock Lesnar and Big Show when they broke the ring? Yes, that would have happened. Did you did you see the video where he was like, "You two you two guys are too fat to be here." Yeah, told the guys
0: ringside. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. I also I, I sent him, somebody uh, tweeted at him the next day. And I, I said to him, I was like, you should really do this. They said, this is going to be Brandon on the yak. And it was uh, Bobby Heenan in the neck brace. <laughs> I was like, Brandon, go get a neck brace. Yes. Like, he's got to go full deal. Be like, look what happened to me.
1: I mean, it do, was, it on the, do it on his college football show. Oh, my do it God. On the
0: wrestling podcast. He the Joel Gardner with the bow tie printed on there. Oh, my yes. God. So many options. Uh, Will Chandler is going to encroach on MSU history's territory here. He wants us to rank Uh-oh. 24s. I'm sure we've already done this, but we'll go back in time and do it again. Only three though. Jeff Malone, Anthony Dixon, Will Bednar. That's, Ooh, a, that's this a quality is tough. group. This is
1: tough. Yeah. Cause I because you are fully on board with a with you know team accomplishments. Mm. And if that's the case, Will Bednar's got to be one. But Jeff Malone see, might be the most you're, you're, skilled
0: scorer in Mississippi State history. You are misinterpreting what I'm saying. I, I think team accomplishments are part of the, the thing. But you, 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 you use that pretty heavily, though, in I, your decision-making
1: process. I think Malone – Anthony Dixon probably. is the leading scorer in MSU history. Jeff yeah. Malone is the leading scorer in basketball history, right? No, Bailey right. Howell still is. Okay, he's right behind Bailey Howell?
0: I, I, I think – Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think I need to look that up. Go Either ahead and talk, way, I'm talking. Uh, and f-
1: and I, uh, was a three point line established then? No. So he, his point oh, you, total. No, you're right. Been, he is the all time leading scorer. He's ahead of Bailey Howe. That's what I thought, and his point total would have been even higher had they had a three point right. line. But
0: four years to compare it to three. Well, let's. let's, let's that's let's, right. That's right. Points
1: per game, it's still Bailey How.
0: Ah, oh, this I'm is so tough. Go I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm, I go might
1: ahead. go in this order, honestly. I mean, what Will Bednar did in postseason was incredible. Mm-hmm. Anthony Dixon the school's all time leading rusher at a school that's ran the football really well and had some great running yeah. backs. Oh, God, it's so tough, though. I'm going Malone Bednar Dixon. Yeah. Bednar doesn't, the state doesn't win a national championship without Bednar. I, I got to go with Bednar. I can't, I can't. I mean, what he did in the College World Series was the greatest two weeks. MSU history. I mean, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, let's do that. All right. Sheldon Nations asks, if you had to move to a landlocked state, what would it be and why? See, I'm not a huge beach guy, so this isn't going to affect me that much. I feel like I have a really good answer for this. Yeah, I've got several different places
1: that that I would weigh on this.
0: I'm going to move to Omaha. So I can just be there. Yeah, but you never know when state's going to be there. Yeah, but Omaha we have learned is a cool town. Yeah, but but really what
1: are you gonna do throughout the year? And it's you know, late night it closes pretty early. What
0: do I do now?
1: Just sit at your house. I just
0: sit at my I, house,
1: yeah. I'm not I'm not going to Omaha. I mean I w- Tennessee might be my favorite state because it has two of it has, you know a, a few of my favorite towns in it, cities. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, you know what my number two is what? Nevada. Yeah, of course. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Um, Arizona would be good. Oh, my I'm God. I no. think it's Smith- 150 yeah, what- degrees at all times. Yeah, but it's beautiful. There's, it's a beautiful landscape, and it gets colder at night.
0: Um, it's down to 92. Uh, Wyoming. Yeah, what about like, like Montana? Yeah, Montana. Beautiful nature. So, so you want to be around nature. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: And that, that's why I'm like, like I love Gatlinburg, I love the mountains. Yeah, that's I can't I love consider Tennessee. like Michigan and like those states if they're, if they're on the Great Lakes. That's not yeah, landlocked. That's not really landlocked because you got beaches. Right. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't Ohio have the beach?
1: Yeah, because they're on the they're on the Great Lakes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's always gonna blow my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Tennessee would would honestly because Nashville would be where I would want to live. So that would probably be my
0: answer. All right. Uh, let's get these questions here from Alexandra Watson, who asks, is cranberry sauce a condiment or a side dish? It's something I don't eat, so it's neither. I vote, I vote for it as a side dish, and I'll tell you why. Can you go somewhere right now and, like, say, hey, can I get a thing of, a thing of, of cranberry sauce? The way no. you can say, can I get ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise? No. Well the thing
1: the thing is it's different for different people because some people put cranberries in their like um, dressing and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well
0: that's cranberry, or, like,
1: so that's not cranberry sauce. No, that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Like they'll they'll like put it on top of that stuff. Oh, but, but, like, but put it that's on that's, that's, that's just mixing two side
0: dishes together. That's like I don't I don't agree with that. I think that's kind of a condiment. I I, I gotta disagree. I think it I think it's a side dish. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to get upset about this with you. Put it like this. There's other hey, things that we can here's get the other mad about. There's thing I would say to, 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 to disagree with you. you can, there are people who just eat cranberry sauce. Nobody just yeah. eats ketchup. Nobody is like, hey, just give me a bowl of ketchup. Yeah, no. I mean,
1: I That's don't why eat I it. Say. So I don't,
0: I don't eat it. So I don't care. Yeah. To be honest with you. All right. Alexandra Watson, due to my home renovations, I'm staying with my child's grandparents. What is the proper protocol for letting them know when I'll be there or not? Also, how are Archie and Zoe? They're fine. They are doing great. Um, That's a good question. You know, like when I go home and see my mom, right? I still tell her where I'm going and when I'll be back, even though I could just walk out the door, right? I could just leave and be like, I'll be back later. And then when I show up, I show up. And if I don't show up till the next morning, you know, what are you going to say? I'm 46. Well, I'm kind of, um, so I'm in the middle of, I'm living in the same
1: house as my grandmother mm-hmm. right now, because we're in the middle, we're about to start building a house. We have just relocated out of our house. So, I mean, it's a big house I'm staying in. It's my aunt's house. She's not currently there. And so my, my grandmother stays in the opposite end of the house kind of to herself. So I, I just come in and out. I don't, really, I don't really say I'm leaving or anything like that. I just come in and out, lock the door, whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. I'm think i I'm one of those people, like, I, like I just kind of do my
0: own thing. You know, I just kind of float around. I think it's one of those things where if you're walking out the door and they're looking at you, you say, hey, yeah. uh, I'm going out for a little while. But if they're right. not paying attention to you and you just walk out the door, you just walk out the door. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Whatever recipe you're looking to put together for your family tonight, beef is going to be a great addition to it. Steaks, burgers, roasts, and then on the weekends when you want to put a tri-tip or a brisket on the grill on the smoker, that's definitely the way to go. So remember, you're not only helping out your family when you put beef in the shopping cart, you're helping out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who are Mississippi's beef providers. Beef is what's for dinner. That's what our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council want to remind you of. Two Brothers smoked meats at, in the heart of the kindness. I have uh, just come to a command decision. I think I'm going to go to Two Brothers uh, sometime this week. I think that needs to happen. Maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. I'm not sure when, but Yeah. I need to get, I need to head to two brothers and grab some, uh, some food. There's some smoked Southern soul food. So, you know, you'll be able to find me in the heart of the cotton district. Whenever you're in Starkville, I can't recommend it enough. It's always my first choice to tell people, Hey, this is where you should go. When you come to my town, come to two brothers, smoked meats, enjoy some great food and a great time. Every single time you are there, it doesn't get any simpler than great products and great service and advantage business systems offers that. I know a lot of businesses say they offer that, but none of them have the same selection of service of products that you get when you're talking about Advantage Business Systems. Nobody has that complete catalog the way they do. And from a service perspective, I mean, you've seen it before, right? You make a purchase with a big box store or something like that. And all right, here's our 1-800 number. And or you can reach us online and we can do an online chat or whatever. It's not, hey, here's our local phone number. And you're going to talk to a person who lives in this state. And you're going to get your problem solved you know, within 24 hours. That's the kind of service you get with Advantage Business Systems. It's like doing business with your next door neighbor because they are. They're in Mississippi just like you. The number is 601 362 9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. A Swenson asks us Can we get your opinions on the Canon Motors We Buy Your Ride tent sale tent in right field by the retention pond in Oxford? Is there better largemouth fishing anywhere? <laughs> you know, i that behind to, the dumpster? When I'm trying to accentuate my dumpster, a, a pop-up tent is always the first thing I think of. Like, how can I make this you... dumpster look better? A pop-up tent. But have you seen them throw beer in the air? I have. I have. I saw them throw beer in the air on Saturday when it was 40 degrees outside. Yeah, I, there's you, just... saw six, you saw six people at a listed eight hundred. Yeah. Richard and Borky, you know, we always have this debate. I, 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 you know, I know I'm pretty stubborn. I'm a pretty hard-headed guy. But that being said, I say it all the time. When I'm presented with new information, I can, I can change my mind. I'm a man who's capable of changing his mind. There is no changing my mind on this one. I'm locked in. Throwing beer in the air is dumb. Drink your beer like a man.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not like trying to like,
0: crap on people having a good time. It's just kind of dumb. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I'm all about having a good time. I have a good time when I drink beer, not when I'm covered in beer. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, and you just wasted good alcohol. Yeah, yeah. There are starving children in China who could have, you know, had that beer. Wade Jones asked, does the cheese inside a Hot Pocket possibly get hotter than any other cheese or any other food known to mankind? I'd go further than that. It's lava. It's as hot as, it's like liquid hot magma. That's right. But at the same time. The key to a hot pocket yes, is using a
1: fork oh, and cutting okay. into it, yeah. opening it up,
0: yeah.
1: letting the air get into Same. it because the the heat it's a it's a it's literally a pocket of hotness. Yes, it's the name hot pocket. It's the name. so the heat is trapped inside. You have to allow the heat out, and once you cut it up, after about
0: two minutes, mm-hmm. it's perfectly. There's uh, another side to this though. Edible. The cooking That's- time. Uh, the, the, like, picture a, a line, right? And in the middle there is acceptable to eat. Over that line is the cheese becomes like this brick, and you yes. can't eat it. The other side of the line is you're biting into a glacier. Yeah. There, and it's a thin line of getting it right. So, Well,
1: two, two minutes is, is getting it right. Two say, minutes. But not I, I, I eat high pockets. I ate Hot Pockets everything The microwave is the same. Though. So. That's, that's what I don't like about microwaves. Yeah. The microwave I had at my house was perfect. Mm-hmm. And two minutes cooked my Hot Pocket well. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it was perfect. And yeah. just about everything I cooked was perfect.
0: Uh, the 901 Stark Dog. Why are people disappointed when the grass isn't greener on the other side? As a mudivore, we'll say the grass is equivalent to the attendance at a sporting event. I don't understand. He's talking about Vic Schaefer. Okay, I get that. Okay, I guess I get it more now. Why are people disappointed? Because they thought the grass was going to be greener. They thought it was going to be better. You know, you make decisions sometimes and you just make the wrong one. Something yeah. Like that. And, and, look, I don't think that Vic
1: Schaefer necessarily made the wrong decision. I mean, he is still a top 10 team right now. Mm-hmm a year after he went to the lead eight in his first season. I mean, I'm sure that it sucks for him that he hasn't seen the fan base kind of rally around that team, but he's still winning. Yeah. And he's lucky. still – I mean, and the, there's no Kim Mulkey there anymore either. So, the the Big 12 is about to get worse until they move to the SEC, and then that's going to be a different equation for them. But, I, I, you know, more power to the guys. Back
0: at home in Texas He's that's where you wanted to be. So. Yep. All right. Uh Zachary Cooey wants our revolution predictions and any outcomes we would like to see. I think Paige is going to retain. I think Adam Cole will I think they're going to set up the the long term when Kenny Omega comes back, the elite versus whatever they're going to call Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Um I think I, I think Daniel I tried- versus Moxley. Brian Danielson. Let's get the, get the, i sorry. Sorry. I don't want to be sued. Uh, then don't say forbidden door either. Yeah. Um, I think Moxley wins. I think they might try to put this alliance together though. And try to have them sort of like as this ultra violent, but one guy is sort of the good guy. And one guy, it could be interesting. It could be very, they're
1: definitely about to be a tag team.
0: Yeah. And then they're going to be kind of a dysfunctional. Yeah. I like. I don't know about a stable, stable
1: yet, but I think that those two are about to be a tag team, and I hope that's not. The, going to be.
0: I'll be honest with you. Well, they're going to be dysfunctional tag teams. I just. I think one thing AEW has done a good job of, and they. I mean, they did it with King, with Hangman and Kenny for a long time, but the tag teams are actually tag teams. Yes. You know, WWE does a bad job of just putting guys together, and that's their tag team. So, um, the other one is: Are they going to try to do like a double turn here? With MJF and CM Punk, uh, I've been he wondering that be, too. He
1: but can't be a face. No, I don't. I don't think. You know, I, I wondered that a little bit the other night, but I don't think you can do that. And he kind of turned back mm-hmm. later on his promos, so I think that was just yeah. kind of a. I think that was just kind of. That was an outstanding you know, promo,
0: though. Really, it was. Well done, so.
1: It was. All right, uh, another one. It's from a good a- story. <laughs> I mean, MJF grew up. Loving CM Punk, went to go see him as a kid to get his picture taken and autograph and all that. Somebody I know.
0: Not really a kid, though. Who? You. What did I do? You love
1: CM Punk. Oh, I thought you were talking about I was like trying to get your autograph as a kid.
0: No, 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 stop. Okay. Uh, Ace Swenson, rank the matches for the next WrestleMania. I mean, I haven't heard what they're going to be other than Lesnar and Reigns, right? I guess I mean. I, I not feel certain insane is going to be terrible. I mean we we're getting reports that Stone Cold is going
1: to fight someone. Yeah, I, I how's that going to go? Uh, he hasn't wrestled in two decades. It's going to be a squash thing, yeah. quick. Guys. I mean, but who wants to see that? Nobody, nobody does. I mean, at I, McAfee I'll pop. versus
0: Vince, who cares? Oh yeah, we'll pop. I hope to yeah. Is that why? Is that really going to happen? It appears so. Oh how? I don't what know. Is the storyline there. What is the storyline? He's going to go on his paper on his uh, the same thing he did with Adam Cole. He's going to go on his uh, podcast, and McAfee's going to say something to make it look like he's offended and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be gone. So, so here's the issue right now with WWE they've lost so
1: much talent that mm-hmm. they're having to do this. that. And they're at a time now where there's just there's nobody to really yeah. push. You just lost Cesaro. Mm-hmm. That's another huge loss. Yeah. That could be like kind of an undercard guy that would have a really good match. Yeah. So now you don't – I mean, you have to put two nights together. Yeah. And I've spent hundreds of dollars on this, so I'm hoping that it'll be somewhat – Yeah. Bianca
0: and Becky should be good.
1: Be good. Was it, was it Ronda and Charlotte? Ronda Rousey Ronda? and Charlotte should be good. Should be good, but
0: I mean, yeah. I
1: don't know. Uh, Seth Rollins, who's he fighting? I have no idea. He'll be in a tag team match probably with Kevin oh. Owens. best wrestler, Probably one of the best wrestlers in the company going to yeah. be doing a tag match. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, i am just—I've kind of lately.
0: I—I'm—I'm I, I, not even going to watch. I've kind of, yeah, you will. I won't. I won't watch. Don't What care. else are you going to be doing? I don't know. I'll find something to do. Uh, he also wants to know: Are you hashtag very evil or hashtag very nice? Yes. Yes. Ah. Robbie Housing here. And the uh, the lightning and uh, thunder podcast. All right. Ryan McDuff wants to know, very simple question, why is Marcus Grant so much better than Craig Sward, and why is Robbie so wrong on this one?
1: Well. He's just trying to stoke the flames here.
0: Well, he might very it's, well be, but he's also correct. No, nah, he doesn't really believe that. He's just trying to, to stir, stir the pot. older like me believe it. Although I saw, I saw that Paul did not
1: agree with me. Well, you know, a lot of times older people are stuck in their wrong ways and they can't really con- snappers. they can't really understand reality so uh, i could see how that would be the case here yeah um so i'm not going to really judge y'all for
0: that but yeah hunter Bolin asks Sur- survivor season 42 It's it really been 42 seasons how does that work do they do like three seasons a year or something that is crazy, because that came out when I was, I think, when I was in high school. Yeah, I am going to tell you, I'm 46. That show hasn't been around since 1979. Survivor season 42 starts next Wednesday. It's my favorite game show of all time. I hope to be a contestant one day. Is there a game show you guys would go on, and do you think you'd win? Like, like these reality um, show kind of game shows, like Big Brother and stuff? I, I would not do those. those no, are, I don't want to do a reality show,
1: but I'll as, do far as far as game how
0: about that?
1: Game shows, mine would be like Name that tune. Yeah, you'd be good at that. I would kill that. Yeah, because I, I I was I was watching that one day. I wanted I won like three straight shows. Like I wouldn't miss anything. Like that's that is that's probably like my strength in life is being able to name a song and or who sang it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. You you you'd be very good at that. Very good. Like they don't like how like useless things. I'm good at useless things. Things that don't matter in life. Yeah. Things that'll never
0: get me anywhere. I'm good at that. If I could ever get on the dozen, I would take down Brandon Walker. Other than that, I think he might. Brad Baxter wants to know who on this team will lead the team in RBIs. RBI. I'm sorry. Uh, I think I've
1: said Luke Hancock, but you know, it might be like
0: I don't know, Cam well, James. Han- Hancock is still a pretty safe bet hitting third. I, I think an yeah. opportunity there so.
1: I mean, State's got to find a leadoff guy, man. They They they
0: cannot get anybody to to step in that role. I agree. I agree. Uh, The Flying M. Brian and Robbie, after discussing running backs yesterday, please rank these running back duos. Kevin Michael Davis and Kevin Bowie, J.J. Johnson and Robert Isaac, Dante Walker, Desenzo Miller, Anthony Dixon, Christian Ducree, Vic Ballard, Ladarius Perkins, Kylan Hill, Aris Williams, Mark Jaquavius Marks, Dylan Johnson. I think there's the, so much to unpack there. I mean, the top two are easy for me, and then it's trying to figure it out. Dante and DiSenzo and but Davis, Davis and Boo. Those were the two most productive. Agree, Davis and Dante and DiSenzo in uh, that one unbelievable, year in unbelievable. great.
1: Davis people, and People Bowie, talk great. People talk trash about Dante, but
0: him awful in 2000, after this year, but in 2000 he was great. In 2000, I was really excited about him coming back i remember him scoring three touchdowns in the egg bowl that state lost that year and thinking man this guy next year is going to be a beast just be an absolute beast and yeah. it just never panned out i'm gonna go dante decenzo number one and david davis, davis boo agree and then i might go ballard perkins that's what i was thinking they were Ballard in tough. 2010 ballard in 2010 had one of the best yeah. seasons ever and then the next year he was over well over a thousand yards yeah, so Perkins that's, that's my third. Perkins is still go. good out of the backfield at catching the ball, too. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go, go with that,
1: and then I'm going to go with uh, Dixon Ducre. Dixon Ducre, I'm with you. Um, then Kylan Aries. And then Over J.J. Johnson? Oh, I forgot J.J. Johnson. Yeah, I'm
0: going to go J.J. That's and not really Isaac. a duo there. Isaac, I like Robert Isaac, but he was not a huge part of this the way this, the other, other guys were. He was just kind of a fill-in yeah.
1: to give J.J. a break. Yeah. Kylan yeah, Hill, Ares Williams, and
0: then Mark but JJ Johnson.
1: JJ Carried JJ Carried his uh, he carries his own weight there. Yeah. And you don't even need Robert Isaac in the in the conversation. Mark Johnson is last.
0: I mean, they just haven't done enough to be in, yeah. in this kind of company. So I agree. I, I think that's I think that's a pretty solid list. Yeah, I agree. Josh Smith asks us, What's the higher number for Michael Wardlaw? Oh, that's a name we haven't seen in a while. Lifetime membership sold or Hardy's coupons out given out as payment? <laughs> It's lifetime memberships. I'm still waiting on my, on my lifetime membership for being a student at Mississippi State. you would be waiting the rest of your life. This is, this is year 12. What, what do you uh, mean when waiting. he said it was a lifetime membership is you'd be waiting your entire lifetime to have that membership. And apparently paid uh, some people in pizza as well,
1: but he didn't actually pay for the pizza. Didn't pay for the pizzas, yeah. That's how
0: that went.
1: Another one from Mississippi. <laughs> Wherever <laughs> you
0: are, Lord Law. Wherever you are, you, you owe a lot of people a lot of money. a lot of people money. Bob Karskad Bob would like his money. Uh, another one from The Flying M. Has there been a greater entrance to Twitter than Will Clark showing up and just tweeting all his old highlight videos? It's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's been pretty incredible. I mean, what a flex. Just come in you start t- tweeting your, your swing. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Uh, last one from The Flying M. If you take that strategy and have all your old athletic feats on video, what would have been your first tweet? Oh my gosh! <laughs> his, do you have, highlight have a highlight video like back, and back threes from the front row of the student section before the hump, a game in the hump in two thousand seven? You, <laughs> you you know, I know what Joel's would have been getting plunked by Cliff Davis in that playoff game. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a play in your career of, of athletic career that stands out to you? I did a behind-the-back pass. There we go. For a layup on a fast
1: break, and that's, that's good. That's, that's good probably one. it. Maybe a block shot.
0: Yeah, nothing special. I, my junior year against St. Andrews, I snuffed out an end-around. I like got through the line right as the the handoff was coming to him, and I, I made the tackle for a loss. I almost took the handoff. I've never gotten off the ball that fast in my life, and I just was there at the right time. If you can find that highlight video, that will be more impressive than Stevens. Oh, there's, there's no finding that highlight video. That thing's probably gone forever. So, both of my, my, my greatest athletic moments came against St. Andrews. And uh, the other one is we ran a, a little like a sweep. So, I pulled out, and I, the first person I saw was this poor little like five foot five, 120 pound kid who's playing corner for them. And I mean, I wasn't as big as I am now. I probably weigh like 210 pounds, but I just smoked him. I mean, I just, I got every bit of that block and I, I heard him go, eh, as I hit it. <laughs> so that was a good one. Uh, let's see here. Josh Watson, you're having a cookout. You must invite one current or former player from every SEC West team, any sport. Who's coming? All right. So who are we bringing? Who's the Mississippi State Bulldog we're bringing in? Booby Dixon, oh, that's a good call. He's a good. He's a good time. That's yes, sure. All right, who are we bringing from Alabama? Um, Joe Namath. Yes, very good. Auburn, Charles Barkley. Yes. Okay, very good. LSU. Oh God, I know who I'm bringing. Ben McDonald. Um, yes. That guy would be fun to sit around and fire. Plus, you know he would sit there. We would drink beer till the early morning hours with Ben McDonald and eat crawfish and eat crawfish. Uh, Arkansas, Houston Nut. <laughs> oh, he's a coach. Though. He's not a player. Um, um, um Ryan Mallet. Yes. Hashtag Or,
1: skin. or, or um, uh, Gosh, my mind's Matt Jones. Matt Jones. That's a good call. Uh, Yo, Texas A and M. Just do not bring any
0: illegal drugs, please. Texas A and M.
1: Got to be Johnny football,
0: right? That's right. All right, and then from Ole Miss, who are we bringing in? I have an idea. I don't know if it counts or not. I'm gonna bring in who Chris Otterhouse.:
1: <laughs> That's a
0: state guy, though, isn't it? But he also went it? to Ole Miss. So, um, you know who I might bring? I've got, I don't know if I would, I don't know if he would say I'm his friend or not, but I've gotten kind of friendly with Keith Carter. Nice enough yeah. guy. Why not? Yeah. All right. Uh, Cameron Barefoot, at what point are fans allowed to be upset about a team losing a game? I feel like every time there's a negative comment on Twitter because our team lost, those fans get blasted. I feel it's fair to be upset about losing to a team we shouldn't have lost to. I'm 100% in agreement here.
1: Yeah. No, I, I can, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. People getting upset about a loss. It's not, it's not the comments of getting upset about losing that, and I'm just talking for myself, and I understand wanting to vent your frustrations. That's fine. It's the, the definitive statements. The, this team sucks. Yeah. Scott Foxhall sucks at his job. Uh, Chris Lamonis can't coach himself out of a wet paper bag. Those, those kind of things are the things that I'm just, I'd roll my eyes about. But, you should be very concerned about how state has played here earlier this year, and you should be upset about state losing Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't lose Northern Kentucky. They should have swept that series easily. They should have beat Long Beach State. So, no, I mean, you, you Some, go
0: right ahead and be upset about losing the game. Somebody just retweeted a tweet that where I did a, a giveaway for College Corner back in May of last year. They just retweeted this tweet. Like, so they they have gone back. Yeah, and found this tweet I somewhere. Know, so, uh, let's see here. Snave wants to know what my fa- my go to character was on Mortal Kombat Two. It was Sub Zero. Sub Zero is the answer for that. Robbie, you're too young for that. What was your favorite Pokemon? I'm not too young. For, wh- how old do you think I am? I don't know. R- Mortal Kombat came out when I was like Mortal Kombat Two came out when I was like a freshman in college. So 1994. Okay, I was like five
1: years old. I still played Mortal Kombat.
0: At five? At six. I think you're my... You, you must not have been to had to m- the blood on.
1: Well, my cousin had Mortal Kombat mm. on his Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, yeah. Sega Genesis. So when I would go to his house, I would play... We would be upstairs and play in the game room. So I, I wasn't too young for that. I remember... My guy was uh,
0: Scorpion. Scorpion and Sub Zero, the best. Ba- so I remember I was uh, in, in Sesams walking through the hall, and I, a friend of mine. I looked in his room, and he was playing. I was like, "Oh, do you mind if I jump in?" And he was like, "Yeah, come on, we can play." So I played Scorpion, and I did the fatality where he he slices the guy across the neck and kills him, not the fire hit, not taking the skull, the mask off, and shooting the fire out. Right. And the guy was like, "What did you just?" Do? He had no idea that everybody had two fatalities on that game. He was still doing all the MK One fatalities. I thought it was hilarious. Amateur, I know, right? I so spent by, enough I, money at Doghouse to buy a car, playing Mortal Kombat two, and then playing Killer Instinct.
1: And listen, I, I did, I did do a lot of Pokemon. I played a lot of Pokemon when I was mm-hmm. uh, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So my favorite Pokemon was was probably like Charizard or you know Pikachu, the old reliable. Yeah. The one one that I really enjoyed was Jigglypuff.
0: Yeah, well, or I get Puff that. or
1: whatever. Yeah, because uh, I understand he would like sing a little song, and it was, and we would all sing the song and laugh about it. There you go, a bunch of loser kids.
0: Somebody else has just retweeted the tweet of how oh, to get nice. the shirt. I, I'm Guys. sure that will. I'm sure that will start to expand a little bit. Yeah, I got. I I I may have to delete the tweet. Uh, will Gilmer asked, "Does the Irish name?" Kaoman Kelleher mean League Cup winner in English. No, League Cup winner, it means League Cup winner in English, I'm afraid. So, what you meant to say was it didn't mean that in Irish. Maybe you should that's, sleep a little later instead of getting up at 2 in the morning and deal with those cows, you Liverpool, you scouser. That's too, too many soccer tweets. But there's one more here. Does the Spanish name Kepa Balaga mean kick it to the moon? Oh, that's, that's for another day. Good God. If... I'm telling you. I know you're going to roll your eyes. I know. The game finished before they went into penalties. It was nil-nil. No, no goals. As exciting a nil-nil game as you can imagine. Chances back and forth, just nobody could capitalize. I'm really, sure it was fun. It was. It was fun until the end when Chelsea lost. Uh, the walking bully. If wrestling walkout music uh, – that's too much. I can't. I can't. It's, I, there's, there's 30 guys on the team. I can't. Uh, after two weeks, over or under forty regular season wins, so forty and sixteen. So that means they would have to go. They're five and three. They're going, Are they going to go thirty five and thirteen the rest of the way?
1: Ooh, that's going to be tough
0: because it. That feels tough. You would have to.
1: Well, this is possible. Mm-hmm. Well, possible went, it's so possible,
0: but so you tough. went
1: twenty and ten in SEC play. Mm-hmm. So you would not lose another. Non-conference game? Is that right? We lose would uh, lose three more. Oh, 16. 16. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Possible. Yeah, that's 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 got to go 20 durable. and 10 in
0: conference play. That's what we thought. 40,
1: 40, and 40, 40 and 16 would be would be pretty good, I think, for Mississippi State. Right.
0: Over under 18 regular season SEC wins? Mm, I'm going to say – I'm a,
1: I'm about even on that. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna say 18 is probably going to be the number. Okay. Do we host at 18 and 12? At 18 and 12 you host, you're probably not a national top 8 though. Yeah. So it's going right. to be close because I th- I think they could lose a couple of games here during this stretch.
0: This guy. You really need to win that series against Tulane. This Cancel Falk and the Coulon family, these are the most annoying people. Like just, just stop. I can't see anything they're saying. So, uh, unfortunately, the way I've got it set up, they—they, they, you know. I mean, I think I'm just going to block them all here. Let's just get this over with. Block. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then, moving on. Uh, Elliot Everett wants to know what is Ole Miss's baseball record in the month of February under Bianca. I mean, come on. Come on, you want me to look back through 22 years and find and go, come on, man. In comparison, what is their record in Omaha during the same time span? Now that I know the answer to, it's one and two. That's right. Elliot Elliot has high expectations of us. Much (laughs) higher than they should be. Uh, Keep us right. What are your favorite appetizers at any restaurant? Wings. Oh. Yeah, cheese sticks.
1: Um, and we we did we did our yeah. You know, Rushmore. I love calamari.
0: Week. If I go to an Italian restaurant, I'll get that. Yep. Um, dumplings. Whenever we'll then we go like Asian. I love dumplings. So those are those are mine. What about you? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same
1: thing. I mean, I don't I don't do appetizers a whole lot, just because I, I like to really save it all for the for the main course, especially yeah. at those, those restaurants, those, those nice restaurants. Yeah. But man, the, um, the crawfish dip the other day and the, the chips so that good. they have, they're like the,
0: the, yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. So good. So restaurant good. Tyler. So good. Yeah. Also from Kivas, would you, who would you rather face in a post apocalyptic world, a horde of zombies or killer robot animals?
1: Zombies, because if they're if they're the zombies that are like slow walking, yeah, you know, you twenty eight days later zombies. I don't want those. I don't want the I'm Legend zombies that right. You know that can that have superhuman strength and yeah, all that.
0: If like I can that episode of Black them,
1: Mirror with the, the little robot dog is terrifying. I wouldn't. Yeah, want if that. I can outrun them, yeah, then I'm good. But if it's you know if it's an animal that has you know, lightning speed and, you know, a jaw that can bite
0: through my head, then, yeah, I'm probably going to go with the zombies. Uh, Let's see here. Brad Baxter, what's the best recruiting class you've ever seen in any sport during your time covering MSU? So, during my time covering MSU, might be one of Vic Schaefer's. The the Tierra McCowan class, maybe? Would that that be my choice? No, that class wasn't just – OK,
1: great I material. Mean, McCowan and Jazz Holmes, I think, was in well, that was, that class. Was it the
0: class that sort of fell apart. Then Were that would be the best, Liam
1: Yeah, that would be the best, like the
0: highest ranked. That was yeah. a, I mean, it was a top 10 class. Baseball's obviously had some you in know, the past couple of years. The 16 class sort of strands out. I don't know how highly. You rated know, as
1: far ones. as as far as production is concerned, it might be that baseball signing class with Jordan Westberg, Justin Foskew, Tanner Man. Allen, and Rowdy Jordan. That's the, is that the 17, the 18 class? 18. 18 yeah. was their freshman year. Yeah. So
0: yeah. There you go.
1: that, that would probably be, it would be between that one and the, and as production, it's that one probably for me. Yeah. And then just actually production might be Victoria Vivian's, Blair Schaefer, Morgan William, that crew. Yeah. They went to two, they went to two national titles. Yeah, so that would probably be my answer. Actually,
0: that mm-hmm. was a top twenty-five class too. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, Mangum Cafe. What's your favorite view inside Duty Noble? Only really ever sat out. It's not the, the press uh, box. Not the press. It's not the press box. So, I mean, I, I would think I'd want to sit out in the lounge. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been able.
1: I I've taken in two games in the stands. So I don't really I can't answer that. Um, the only thing I've ever seen is the is through the press box and that is one of the worst views it's awful. We've ever had in a press box.
0: Yeah, it's really bad.
1: That that whole stadium is just incredible. The views and everything uh, just about everywhere you sit is great right. except for the press box,
0: which is, you know, I, we're not paying money so I understand but what chips are you selecting from Firehouse? Mrs. Vicky's jalapeno? Um, yeah, those are good. Uh, barbecue kettle chips are
1: good. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some other ones that I've had? Salt and vinegar. Well, they have salt and vinegar.
0: I don't, uh, they have it, but I'm not a big salt. I like
1: salt and vinegar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, also last one here from uh, the Mangum Cafe. Well, Hunter Hines, hit 15 home runs. I'm going to say no. No, not this year. But he will at some point in his career. RJ Sweatman asks, if I'm sitting two on a par five, 180 out, should I use a six iron, a five wood, or drink another beer and wait for the beer cart before making a decision? I think C is the obvious answer here.
1: Yeah, I'm not a golfer, so. Yeah.
0: Also, he asks, what is protocol for meeting someone from Twitter at a sports event, and is it awkward? It can be awkward. Here is my – tell me if you disagree with my ideas here. First off, never introduce yourself as, if you have like a nickname on Twitter, like it says you're Kellevra bad dog. Don't come up and tell me that. Tell me you're RJ Sweatman. I follow you on Twitter. Well, it's
1: okay to say, you know, hey, my name is such and such. I'm so-and-so on Twitter
0: or yeah. on. Always on start with your website. real name. though. Yeah. Yeah. Never introduce yourself as your message board or your Twitter name. Always go in with, hi, I'm Brian. I follow you on Twitter. My, my handle is blah, blah, blah. I'm on six-pack as blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's how I would suggest doing Um, Got a, two more questions here. Brian McDuff, why are t-shirt tags still a thing? We've clearly shown you can print information on the inside back of the neck directly on the shirt. So I don't need something jabbing me in the side telling me how to wash a shirt. The other thing that makes sense about this doesn't make sense about this for me, Robbie it's got to be more expensive to put a tag on there than it is just to print directly on the shirt. Right. Yeah. So why did tags- I've, I've started but so, some of them are okay. Yeah. But the ones that
1: like they flip up all the time. oh, the worst. I just ripped. I got, I got yeah. one of those on my shirt right now and I just ripped it off. You Thanks took it off. Me. You took yeah. it off. Thanks for reminding me. I just ripped that off. That's a good call. Last I'm one. Not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, six years old.
0: No, I, I mean, I get it. I know how large my shirt is at this <laughs> point. Tucker Medlin has our last question. Are you on the player side, or the owner side, or the millionaires versus billionaires side? I'm kind I'm of on the player side. On, this I'm on the player side. side, I feel like the owners are just out of control, uh, and that and that that that's like a thing across America right now with with these billionaires hoarding wealth all over. I'm not I'm not saying I'm a communist or anything, but geez, Louise. Also, the, go, go ahead. The thing the
1: thing that puts me on the player side is the fact that for a lot of them for like two or three years on their way to the big leagues mm-hmm. are getting paid crap. Yeah. Under crap conditions while owners sit in the box and, you know, drink whiskey and, 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 and just wipe their nose with $100 bills. Yeah. These players are living through crap conditions. Yeah, I agree. So they deserve to get their, their money and to be able to play the game that they love. I have no sympathy for the owners looking for, you know, settlements or whatever. I mean, make it happen. And, and, I, and I hate yeah. hearing them say like this, like they, they came out today and said, this is, this is for the fans or we're, we're trying to do this for the safety of the fans or we have the players best interest. No, you don't. No, you don't. All, all of you only care about yourselves. None of you care about any of the players they're, they're there to entertain you. They're there to make you money, and that's it. You don't care about
0: their well-being. You don't care if they're taken care of. Just stop that. I agree. Last one from Tucker. What did you think of the uniform state wore today? Eh. did not like.
1: It was a softball uniform.
0: Like the, the, the stripe from, shoulder, from elbow to elbow? Made, I mean, if it was just a solid maroon jersey, it would have been fine. But that stripe ruined it. Why, why are they messing with the jerseys? There's know. no reason to Here mess with jerseys. we go again with
1: the G-D's, man. Here we go. These are the most classic jerseys in college baseball. You, hey, you have a national title. Here's what you do with Mississippi State's jersey. You have four jerseys that you put in a rotation, maybe five. Mm-hmm. The, state, the script jersey that just says the – it was the state script that they had today. Right. But right. just a white jersey. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. You do the, the cursive state. Yeah. You do that jersey, you mm-hmm. do the pinstripe jersey, and do the 285s. Yeah, Boom, there you go. That's you it. can do all 50 games
0: wearing those jerseys. There's no reason to do anything else. I agree. I, I do like on the road, I do like the gray with the Mississippi State. on the, I do like those. Oh,
1: right? yeah, yeah, I like that too. But
0: I can live with your choices for sure. So. And those are classic jerseys too, yeah. but, I mean, it seems like – And I'm a guy who good. didn't mind the black jerseys when they wore them, but the, today's jersey was not good. But they like every time they wear one of these special Adidas
1: jerseys, they mm-hmm. suck.
0: Yeah, no, like them. Like they, they did that uh, that uniform
1: in the SEC tournament a few years ago, yes, that was like that the pajamas. Oh, just
0: I, I know. Op. I know. All right, that's all for today. Uh, tomorrow we will be recapping a lot of sports. Robbie will be in uh, Pearl for Mississippi State Southern Miss Baseball. I'll be at the hump for Mississippi State Auburn basketball, so we'll have both of those games to recap. And start looking forward to a big weekend series for the Diamond Dogs against Tulane. Alright, for Robbie Fall, I'm Brian Adad. Hey for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Twitter. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The drive should go cool. while I've got the move. I said she yeah. up and down their
1: spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy, Toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy, Toy.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.